Welcome to the Westside Personalized Podcast, where real educators share their classroom-tested, learner-approved personalization practices. I'm your host, Andrew Easton. I hope you enjoyed today's discussion and are able to find a few valuable takeaways from the podcast. And so without further ado, let's go to the pod! All right, time for another edition of the Westside Personalized Podcast. And today, getting a chance to visit once again with educator Allie Pontius, a second grade teacher at Oakdale Elementary, PBS Digital Innovator for the state of Nebraska, 2017, and 2018 PBS Digital Innovator All-Star. Nominee. Right? Is that how you say it? Nominee. Nominee? Yep. Or at least, okay, we're in the running. We're in the running. So that's good. Yeah. Excited about all that? I am. You know, I was thrilled to, just to be working with a lot of the PBS crew um, and having them come in the classroom and come into the schools and just doing different activities. And then I actually have been doing some stuff with them at DoSpace, uh, helping with coding apps uh, with just the general public. So nice. it's, it's been really nice. Nice. Well, um, can you give one just kind of quick story about, or maybe even recap the event that me and my kiddos went to that you guys hosted at Oakdale with Rockbrook? Yeah. Um, and talk about that a little bit and how PBS was a part of that. Yeah, absolutely. So my, I have a lot of passions, I guess. And one of them is no. bringing steam. <laughs> yeah, bringing steam into uh, schools. You know, steam being science, technology, engineering, art, and mathematics. Uh, and so I wrote several grants years ago, like two or three years ago, uh, was able to purchase a lot of different things. And then my reality uh, became this running with all these different things. What do I do with them? And so I contacted Rockbrook and I said, hey, I need some help. Uh, would you mind partnering with me? And so we created Steam Nights where parents and kids come through and they go to different stations. And um, so the grants that I was able to get, I purchased a bunch of things that will be with each station. Uh, PBS came through this last one and they'll be actually at our next one on April 12th. And they set up a station where parents can just learn more about PBS, uh, kids can learn about the apps, all the free resources, things like that. So it's really cool. Um, and then all the other different stations, it just depends on which station you go to, whether it's more art, uh, more engineering, more technology, just whatever you want. But the kids go to all of them. Yeah, so. and my kiddos love the technology one, no surprise. They, we've got <laughs> VR gla- uh, goggles on my, yes. at the time, three and six-year-old, and they are just <laughs> turning circles in the gym as they're exploring mountain ranges and coral reefs and I think there was a line at one point and they were not like <laughs> gonna put those things down they had so much fun that evening and um big shout out to NET as well you know kind of that being our local you know PBS station and everything so little plug there at the beginning it's so awesome <laughs> that you have like uh, such a passion for so many things and that that steam night and those opportunities uh, that you and, and Dustin I know too with Rockbrook uh, have been able to provide for us. And so today, um, speaking of collaborations, we're going to talk a little bit about something we had a chance to, to kind of develop a little bit yeah. um, with this interactive choice board chart, yeah. chart <laughs> yeah. thing, Google app something. So um, I, I, can, I can give a little bit of the origin, I guess, okay. behind this, and then we'll talk about our collaboration and then really get into because you're the one that got a chance to implement this. Absolutely. And so we'll kind of just give the backstory of, of this personalized um piece that we had a chance to build. So uh, after meeting with some uh, teachers in the district in second grade, um, over at Rockbrook actually, we got into a discussion about 
what does it look like to personalize at the first of all just at the primary grades it's just a different challenge i wouldn't say that it's impossible sometimes as uh educators come through our training they say well there's no way that you're going to reach stage two or stage three of a personalized environment where students are really starting to take ownership of their learning and drive in the process at such a young age and i was like oh, i've seen it in <laughs> kindergarten i've seen it in first i've been in your class and know that uh, you certainly have personalized practices taking place on a very consistent basis and so that said, it is though a challenge sometimes to think about the workflow um, and particularly with that K2, if, if you're not a strong reader, uh, being able to navigate something like Google Classroom uh, where there's a lot of different options and instructions can be, right, I'll let you speak to that too. Like, yeah. th it's my understanding that that's a little bit of a workaround you have to kind of keep in yeah, mind. Yeah, it's, it's a, a learning curve, I guess I would say, but I think when you present opportunities, even the lowest readers would jump on it in a heartbeat. Mm -hmm. And I think that they would learn. Opportunities for choice. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And they would learn very quickly how can I do what I need to do with the choices that I have? How can I show their work using the tools that I have? And so I think it looks different. It just, it just depends on their level and ability uh, and their choices, of course, of what they choose to do. Yeah. And, and sometimes we guide them more with the choices that they are going for just mm -hmm. because then I know that their life, it will be a lot easier if you choose Walt Disney versus Cesar Chavez, um, <laughs> which I, I kind of had to do this last week. You know, so. I'd say there's a story behind that. You didn't just pull those two out <laughs> yeah. of thin air. But um, I mean, you know, there, there are always parameters uh, when you're talking about personalized learning. Um, but I mean, when you break down those walls, it doesn't matter the ability, it doesn't matter the level, they will find something and they will succeed. And that's the whole point. And yeah, with the, trying to find opportunities to extend choice, particularly to the second grade, we said, how do we give them choice in the topic of the assignment, like, you know, the con of the content they're going through? Uh, how do we give them choice in terms of pacing? And so if you have five assignments, you could do it any one time, the student would be able to control the order and the progression and the time they allocate to each just over a duration rather than having that be a lockstep, this is due in the next 40 minutes go yeah. kind of thing. Uh, and then also being able to have choice in the support, level of support that they need. You know, sometimes uh, if a concept has been taught already, you don't necessarily need to revisit that uh, to go about completing an assignment over it. But there are also other times where absolutely, you know, I, I might, yeah, I need a refresher on that. I need to pause, slow something down. I need brainstorming maybe, and the person next to me doesn't. Uh, and so all these little learner preferences, uh, I think, factor in. And so the idea was let's let's create something that would account for some of these things. And um, so the, the conversation started with Elizabeth Raffel really saying, hey, I wonder if we could get some sort of tic-tac-toe, bingo board-esque looking thing, like a choice chart. Um, and have, have that play out across there where by columns there would be five different assignments and then we started to think well then by rows there would be different topics and so you could complete any one of the five assignments in sports which is how this played out in you know with animal content <laughs> with science tech uh, and music were the five that we selected uh, and so the process was we got onto or made this google slides app-esque thing. I mean, you want to kind of talk, now we can get to the development of it since we had a chance to collaborate and build this a little bit. Yeah, so I guess we looked um, ahead and saw what are some things that the students are going to be learning in fourth quarter. And so we did uh, organizational patterns, nonfiction text features, author's purpose, uh, reports, and personal narratives. Yep, there were um, five assignments. Yes, that were in the column. So then you choose, you know, any of those in the areas of the topics and let the students just choose and go and so when we were creating it I think the hardest part was writing those articles 
for each description or, or for each author's purpose. Mm-hmm. And so, but once we finished all of that and now it's in this one document, I mean, we can use this over and over again yeah. and the kids love it. Um, I will say the nonfiction text features quizzes is probably the most used one <laughs> yeah my students love it uh and so i just have to remember there's we have to do a little work around that because the homework assignment apparently expired on thursday so on oh, or, or wednesday it. sorry and then uh yesterday i had to redo it so then i had to go back and change the codes mm-hmm. on all the slides and so I mean, some of the things like that that we keep going, we just have to tweak as we go. But um, it's great because my kids will come up and say, this isn't working. And then I'll kind of troubleshoot and go, oh, yeah, I probably should fix that. So that I fix it on my end and they reboot it and it's good to go, Um, which is good that my class, I think, has gone through it probably more than any of the other schools yet just because – you know, we're kind of at ground zero. That way, when those other schools do implement it or do give it to their children, all the flaws are gone. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. Well, um, and I think part of, just to kind of share with the people listening to, um, our district is one-to-one, K-12, but uh, at the elementary level, we have iPads. And so whenever our vision for this was, it'd be great if there was an app. Well, we don't know how to create, I don't know how to create an app. Um, but I do know how to use Google Slides and create hyperlinks from uh, a central, maybe your first slide, which is what it is, uh, to later in the slideshow. And then you can just put a main menu or a back button in on those slides, also using a hyperlink. It'll take you back to that first one. And so we built out you know, the grid that looks like a bingo board, again, with those five assignments across the top and the five topics down the side. Uh, and then at the intersection of each, um, and you can check this out on the resources page too, if you are having a tr- tough time envisioning this for my description. Uh, but if, as you click, touch you know once you press play for this slide deck to load onto your ipad it becomes in like a touch screen app-esque like workflow where you would you know touch a particular assignment it'll take you to that page for the writing assignments it does have prompts and so two of the the five columns um as you said report personal narrative have brainstorming specific to those topics even uh and then we had two that uh, for organizational patterns and author's purpose that kicked to a google form uh, so that's all self-graded, which is really yes. nice. Uh, and then, yeah, the third or the fifth one, third kind of like uh, way to go about an assignment was, yeah, the quizzes for the nonfiction text features. Uh, and yeah, and so students, we made a little PDF handout that you could set a goal each day on and you could kind of put an X also through the uh, ones you've already covered if they're having a tough time remembering, you know, class period to class period. But uh, how much time do you have for literacy um, in, in a typical day? Um, okay. Well, on a typical day, we have one hour in the morning You're for like, reading You're like, what's a typical groups. day? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Unless it's a Wednesday or a Monday right. with a Wednesday schedule. No, uh, so in the, in the mornings, we have an hour for reading groups. And so when you're with me, you are doing the reading groups. We're you know doing all of our stuff. But on when you're in just on your own independent time, this is a great opportunity to use the choice mm-hmm. chart uh, if you're not already doing a different assignment. And then in the afternoon, we have whole group reading, which is back to me, but then in writer's workshop, once they're done completing their must-do task, whether it's finishing a writing product or whatever that piece is for that day, they can go on to choice chart and they love it. It's just, it's just another way to like we're tricking them they they think it's a game and really they're learning yay um and so i just even my lowest learners yeah that's what i feel like i do um they want to be on it i want to do that yeah and so i'm 
how do you say no to that? You want to learn? Okay, let's go learn. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but one of the biggest things that I think the kids really like is um, in organizational patterns, and uh, they have a video. So if I don't know what description is, I can click on the button and then a video will pop up. And of course, that's one of my students. Um, so I kind of have a soft spot in my heart mm-hmm. for that one but then we also have sixth graders and the other ones from oakdale so the kids see these guys in the hallway and they're hey we know you we saw you on the video and and just making those connections of we're all in it together this is our learning this is our choice this is what we're you know here to do yeah and i love making instructional videos and i i've read research that says you know if a person is in the video engagement goes up it's a, if it's a person they know the engagement goes up even more and this was tracked by people wearing contact lenses that recorded eye flicker (laughs) movements on the screen, you know, as far as engagement goes. And so, you know, there's data. And then more recently, I came across another piece that I forget, uh, (laughs) the author of, that said though that that learners today really appreciate learning from peers. Uh, And so a goal for me would be to start to move towards having the opportunity uh, to film students delivering content like that with a little bit greater frequency or when, when the opportunity provides itself. Uh, and it just did. That One of the days I was talking to you about the development of this piece, I went upstairs and worked with sixth grade, um, Becca Cracky and Julie Schmitz, and they were saying, hey, here's what we're teaching. We have some students that have tested out of this concept. They uh, would love to see them get the experience of putting together an instructional video on these topics. And I went, Yes, I was like, that would be perfect. That is exactly what we need for second grade, Uh, which has been one of the unique things in my current role is to connect some dots like this that uh, has been really rewarding. And I think to the betterment of everyone involved, whenever we can start to leverage those pieces across grade levels, but we didn't have a description video. And so we turned to Sophie and that was great that she got to put that piece together. And yeah, now students can access all, all four of those videos if they are whichever one they would need. Yeah. And to kind of steer back into your facilitating this, this is awesome because not, not only are we getting individualized instruction over the course of these like segments of time during the day, but then we're going to kick it to the end of like students to work on on you know the expectation, which we always say we're we're not necessarily going Montessori like at any point. You know you have to kind of pick your spots a little bit. But then if you are done early, which is going to be variable, right? Like there's certain people that finish early, and certain people that never you know get to that place. <laughs> then you have this personalized piece at the end of that experience, and so. Uh, again, I just think that it's it's a neat layer to kind of build in with that and that we try to talk about all the time that, you know, you're going to have direct instruction and personalized learning and you're going to have, uh, you know, more to like traditional practices, but there are going to be times where you extend yeah, the personalized piece uh, to make sure that we're developing a well-rounded student. And um, so what were some of the some of the highlights as far as the game goes and maybe some of the setbacks in terms of just the troubleshooting of things? Uh, is there anything else that you would sort of impart, I guess, having done this in your class that was something that uh, if, if I access this in the resources, what do I need to be thinking about as I roll this out to my, my learners? Yeah, absolutely. So um, I actually sent out the link through Google Classroom. And if you don't use Google Classroom, I would encourage you to use Seesaw uh, to access the link as well. And then when the kids put it on their iPads, then all they have to remember is to press play because then it turns into the interactive iPad app that we initially wanted. Uh, and so then the kids can go through and choose the ones they want. Um, I will say when they do the reports or the nonfiction, or sorry, the personal narratives, uh, they you have to check with the teacher. So, I mean, there's some yeah. that are self-graded uh, and then some that are not. So you just have to kind of go back and forth with the management piece. But it's not 
horrible. I mean, it's very much doable. And it actually makes my life as a teacher easier because now I have kids that are doing fun choice chart activities that they want to do while I'm working with maybe other students that need a little extra help. So it frees me up from a couple, you know, this group to really focus more on a different group. Uh, and then having those videos in there. So kids, instead of coming up to me and saying, what does description mean? Or what does this mean? Mm -hmm. There's videos there that they can access. So it really has been a, a good uh, transition into my classroom with, with during writing time and during independent center time uh, in the morning. Nice. And I appreciate you talking about Google Classroom and also Seesaw as ways of facilitating this. Uh, I've talked to some other teachers that thought maybe even if your students are in the habit of using email, yeah. that that would be an a, like additional way to get this link out. Uh, or even using a tiny URL, like a you know, URL code. shortener or, or something, yeah. like a QR code even, um, that they could type that information in. Now, some people listening might be saying this, Ali Pines, you're a PBS digital innovator. Of course it was easy for you to use this in your class. You don't understand my classroom and I'm not very tech savvy and <laughs> you get those kind of um, people feeling a little trepidation about getting this going. And so in our own district, uh, I've had the opportunity to, to step into a second grade class with someone who just wanted an extra set of hands in the classroom uh, to get this started. And while I'm not sure I can do that for everyone that's listening to this, uh, it, it really went pretty well in there also with very little second grade <laughs> right instructional um I don't, i've not not been in that role a whole lot but the, the students really picked up on it very quickly uh and in that format uh, the teacher actually was okay with me coming in and said let's just all get on this and figure it out and so it wasn't staggered and it wasn't a when you get to the end uh, and what i saw from my ex my experience with it was that uh, students the videos were about 40 seconds for the brainstorming uh, and the instructional content was around three minutes, um, which was a goal. Keep that somewhere in those ballparks. That's about the attention span that you're going to get anything productive out of. Uh, those students that I had a chance to work with, I'm not sure were in the habit of learning independently from a video. And so some of them did have to watch a second time because the first time they were passively just consuming it and not being, you know, sort of attentive to the subtleties of what it was suggesting. And when redirected to go back through it again, it, it worked. Um, and so I, I felt at first I was like, oh no, the videos aren't any good. <laughs> the kids are lost. They don't know what to do. And I was like, watch it one more time and tell me if you have you know questions. And then they knew what to listen for the second time, which with a 40 second video, that's, that's golden. You know, I mean, yeah. we can take a minute 30 <laughs> to learn. You can keep your hand in the air that long, sometimes waiting for your teacher to come around. Yes. So I'm glad that video was on there. Uh, and I think the only other piece... Gosh, they the students went through and they, they all wrote par like paragraphs right away, uh, and the teacher had even kind of remarked, "Wow, there's a couple students here that I've not seen this much from you know in weeks or maybe this year," uh, and I got to attribute some of that to choice. Yes. You know, the fact that they got a little bit of a say and the cool workflow of it that we're on our iPads and we're learning on there and this is something different. Uh, and yeah, the only other piece was really with the. Uh, quizzes some of them got to the end and there are other quizzes games at the bottom if you scroll down oh, so I don't know if you saw any of that I did not see that but that's something I might have to think through but uh, and you have to if my kids play it again they have to put a different name in oh to like go back yeah okay. so it won't let you do Tommy over so mm -hmm. I have some funny ones. This is Tommy. Tommy <laughs> Tommy will get, win. Yeah. Like, they, they start and putting nicknames things. and sentences yeah. in there, which, I mean, is, is harmless. Um, and then it is, I can delete 
things if they're already appropriate, mm-hmm. which is, is a good thing to have. You still have to have a little bit of control when working with seven and eight-year-olds. Um, <laughs> so I can't let them run no. the whole classroom. <laughs> well, um, so you can find uh, this this Google slide deck uh, in the resources that are attached here. And when you go in there, it'll just be a view-only copy, so you'll want to make your own. And then if you wanted to, you could certainly make a copy of any of the forms, uh, you know, modify that as you'd be interested in. I know this is something that I am going to actually meet for a half day with the Rockbrook team to talk about building out at least what content might go in another board like this, because I think that this can be run back. You know, if you're listening to this going, well, I don't really want those, uh, those assignments by category, or if I want to change the topics out, I mean, it's easy just changing those pieces out uh, on your master and then just kind of continue to roll that out. But a lot of the tediousness of putting hyperlinks together is already there for you, so you're welcome. Enjoy. (laughs) And that's really great. To kind of close out the podcast, and I guess since this is really just about kind of talking a little bit about that particular piece of tech that we were able to build, coming up next, today, we're going to finally start to put a little bit of the script together for this big thing that we're going to do for next year. So I'm going to say this on the podcast to hold us to this. All right. So do you want to kind of get uh, give them broad strokes overview of, of our vision for this math extension. This was this was something we started talking about yeah. in like September. This is kind of a, it's a big deal. I mean, yeah. there's a lot of pieces. So it's gonna be awesome. We both like to do breakouts. Yes. And so I like writing stories and telling yes. and playing games. And we like making videos. And you love tech stuff. And so we're just gonna kind of put all that together and make a fun math. Uh, Edu adventure. Yes. <laughs> Perfect. It's really, it's really what it is. A math edu adventure. Is yes. Probably... Go ahead. No, I, I really, that's we, you know, are trying to figure out how can we extend the the math concepts out to students and but make it a fun adventure to go on. And so having a video clip and then answering breakout questions and uh, video clips of the adventure going on. And so I think we're finally figured out a. A goal, I guess, that the mm-hmm. kids are going to work towards. So the teachers are going to. Can I say this on the podcast? Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah. I think we're good. We're gonna we're gonna have a six. I don't know episode. if I can give away all the secrets. That's fine. Yeah, we don't want to maybe ruin the end of the narrative, but we have a six episode storyline that we're gonna play out um, as like just like that like episodes where every episode is kind of its own narrative, but then it builds towards and the problems conclusion. that they have to solve. Yeah, yeah. And how do so we're gonna embed those those breakouts. Uh, as actual actions as a part of the narrative that you'll stop and have to work through before you can get the link to the next video and progress through through the adventure. Yes. Uh, and so our, our theme or our topic <laughs> or our content for the adventure is going to be? Yeah, so our teachers are going to lose their knowledge and the kids are going to have to help get the knowledge back somehow with answering those questions <laughs> and that was perfect. Uh, so, and cut. No, <laughs> no, no and I, I love that. Yeah, the the, uh, the evil, I think I'm going to play Mr. E and run, run my good guy, kind of creepy character from high school, uh, from the high school game that I played back as a, the villain, and we're yes. going to try to find a way to have him extract... The knowledge from the teachers. Yeah. And so I, now they're zombie teachers. <laughs> and the students, which is, I think gets back to our goal of letting them be at the forefront of the video content, uh, we're going to try to let them be our actors and actresses and uh, you know come in and, and try to save their teachers. So that yes. you brought up a really good point, because that keeps the two on the... like same side yeah 
That makes like teachers and students working good guys. together. Yes, which is always a good thing. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> and and I think the the storylines will play out a little bit. That for some reason that we have yet to create, that mystery can't take on all of this knowledge at once. And so we have to kind of put this knowledge into almost Horcrux-esque. Yes. <laughs> right? like, it's going like, to end up being it. I hope like, Harry Potter doesn't get upset with me. For that. Um, but uh, that there's going to be, yeah, these, these items that if the students can get to those in time, uh, that it won't necessarily, yeah, be something that's lost. Yes. And the teacher's knowledge will be restored and all will be well in the kingdom again. Yes. And <laughs> math will reign supreme in the minds of all of our learners yes. as they experience these, these edu adventures that will play out over the six units in, uh, for the duration of the fall semester. So, I mean, if you're kind of talking about scope for this, this will be a piece that you could certainly progress through as quickly as you could get it finished, uh, but it's going to cover content that will span a four-month period of time. Yeah. Um, so, you know, something simple, really easy. <laughs> something to work at your own go, pace. <laughs> <laughs> sometimes you got to go big or go home, and I like I like going big. <laughs> so um, anything else we should kind of say to wrap up the pod? No, I think we just have a lot going on, and we're excited. And Absolutely. Can't wait to see the final product. Yeah, so be ready. Hold us accountable to that. Yes. Friends of the pod. <laughs> and we'll uh, look forward to talking to you guys about that soon. Yeah, hit me up on Twitter at Pontius Allison. Ooh, there you go. Yeah. That way if you need any Steam ideas or coding ideas. Yeah, or a little feedback on even how to use the Google Slides yes. app thing that we talked about Absolutely, our choice chart. Yeah, so thanks for visiting with us. Yes, thank we'll you. look forward to talking to you again soon. Well, that's a wrap on another great episode. For more information or to contact us directly, you can email our team at personalized.learning at westside66.net. As always, thanks for tuning in and learning from the Westside Personalized Podcast.